People have been hunting birds since the dawn of time. They've been hunted for food, for feathers, and more recently for pleasure and sport. People hunt many different types of birds for many different reasons. And you are about to hear some of the stories behind these reasons. This is the GoHuntBirds.com podcast. Hey, this is the GoHuntBirds.com podcast, episode number 17. I'm your host, Mark Lapierre. Um, wanted to chat with you a little bit uh, about August. It's August now. We're on the countdown to getting ready to hunt uh, our opener, September 1st, early goose season. And the countdown is on. And what I want to talk to you today is nine things that you can do to get ready for September 1st or get ready for the opener that you can do in August, prepare for the season. So I'm choosing number nine because that's my favorite number. Uh, most people would say, why isn't there 10 or why isn't there five? But we'll go with nine today. So nine things you can do to prepare for the season. Uh, and these are things you can do in August ahead of the season opener. So we'll start with number one. This, I believe, is the most important thing to do before you even set foot on any of the places you're going to hunt is Check with the landowners. Check with the people who own the property that you hunt on. Uh, just touch base with them. Stop in. Have a visit. This is a good time to talk to them. A lot of this season, sorry, a lot of the uh, landowners, when the season gets going, they're busy with the cropping and they're taking harvest off. And, you know, I know a lot of landowners would prefer to you touch base with them before the season starts as opposed to bothering them mid-season when they're in their tractors trying to get their work done so uh swing in have a visit have a coffee with your farmers have some how their summer's going and just thank them for letting you hunt on their property i mean you know as a as a group of waterfowlers or turkey hunters or bird hunters in general even deer hunters uh, a lot of us hunt on other people's private land and without places to hunt we're out of the business so uh, anyway, that's number one. Number two, this is always the most important thing, is start scouting now. Uh, and I say start scouting now. We never stop scouting. Our group of guys has never stopped scouting. But start scouting now. Start looking for where your wheat fields are. Those are probably going to be the places where the birds are going to congregate first. So winter wheat, uh, wheat's starting to come off already around here. I know looking at social media, other people have posted the same. Uh, driving through southern Ontario last long weekend, I noticed that the harvest is coming off down there as well. So um, start scouting. Start looking for your local bird population. Start planning where you're going to probably hunt in the fall. And again, going back to number one on this list is touch base with those landowners. Ensure that the land is still a place where you're allowed to hunt as well as make sure nothing has changed. Like make sure the landowners haven't sold that property or maybe the landowners have actually bought new property to which you can, you know, hunt there as well. So anyway, scout, 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 scout. And if you forget that scout again, that's the number two thing on my list, but in my mind is probably the most important thing, but no point in scouting places that you're not allowed to hunt, which is why I put landowner permission as number one. So uh, number three, pull out all your old gear. 
clean up your gear uh, throughout the season. Stuff gets broken. I know I spend a lot of my time fixing blinds. They seem those those aluminum poles inside the layout blinds and even those pop-up blinds somehow tend to magically get broken throughout the season. So pull out all your old stuff, clean out your decoy trailers, clean out your blinds, clean out your garage or your wherever it is you store your gear, you know, and check through stuff. Anything that's been broken, maybe fix it. Anything that's broken beyond repair, get rid of it. You know, just really want to make sure that your stuff is in tip-top shape, um, you know, before the season starts because it's nothing worse than going out in the morning and 4 o'clock in the morning in the dark to find out that this is broken or that is broken. And a little bit of prep work now in August, you know, have a go over to the shop and have a couple of beers and just poke away at fixing stuff is way better than trying to fix it the morning of opening day or you know the first time you go to use it to find out that it was still broken from the last time that it was put away so that's number three number four sell off some stuff you don't use i know as waterfowlers we tend to accumulate a lot of gear it's one of the most gear intensive passions in the hunting world and our group of guys we tend to accumulate stuff that we don't use so you know go through your gear as you're cleaning out your trailer cleaning out your garage cleaning out wherever it is you store your stuff and maybe just offload a little bit of the stuff that you're not using anymore if you haven't used it in a couple seasons or it's outdated or even clothing that you don't wear anymore maybe you put on a little 10 20 extra pounds over the summer and that sitka jacket that used to fit you is a little tight you know maybe maybe throw that up for sale and uh and uh you know take that money and put it towards some new stuff but no point in having stuff hanging around that you're not going to use and um it just takes up space um you know i've done a lot of research on on clearing your your workspace or your area or you know downsizing so it's it's peace of mind to know that you got rid of a bunch of junk that you're not using anymore sometimes that junk is something that someone else is looking for maybe it's just an old blind or an old bunch of decoys that you don't use anymore maybe the new waterfowl hunter that's getting into bird hunting just wants to buy some used cheap gear and that stuff will suit them perfectly so again number four is sell off stuff you don't use number five is get into doing some practice uh shooting practice your calling and you know practice your dog training if you're a guy who or a girl actually too as well as the hunts with a dog um you know nothing worse than the guy that gets out opening day and starts blowing that duck call and you can tell he hasn't looked at it since you know last december same thing with a dog don't bring your overweight dog into the fall you know that's not number one it's not good for the dog but number two it's you know you're, it's a very good way to not get your dog invited back to the hunt so like i said practice 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 get get into some shooting you know the first thing you should shoot at should be some clays or a target board not an actual bird so um especially opening day a lot of guys get out first time they shot their guns opening day the birds are a little quicker than they remember them they're not at all into mid-season form and that's how you end up crippling birds or losing birds and uh i see that a lot with duck hunting opening day it's like world war three bang 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 and, and and you talk to the guys that you see at the boat launch after yeah you know we shot but we missed a lot oh we shot you know we got a lot of cripples well that's not really great for bird hunting so get out there and bust some clays get out with the guys or the girls or a group and get some clays busted up 
So that's that's something that uh, our group does as well. We we actually do a little bit of crow hunting in the summertime, help the farmers out. We have a, a really good farmer buddy of ours that has a sweet corn operation, and one of the things we like to do is go give him a hand getting rid of the nuisance birds at his place. So it's a lot of fun, and it helps with your wing shooting. If you can you know, shoot some of them smaller birds like crows and stuff and pigeons that are making a nuisance, once you get into those big Canada geese, they seem like a piece of cake. So that's number five on my list. Number six is reach out to some of your buddies that you hunt with. Do not be that guy that calls the night before opening day or you haven't heard from him since the last season and ask, where were we hunting this year? What's going on? Or, hey, you know, just touching base to remember me for hunting. And those guys are not, you know, the ideal people to hunt with. You want to you hunt with guys that are year-round friends. And you really don't want to be that guy that, that's just only kind of looking for a place to hunt. So, um, you know, touch out, reach out with your buddies. I'm sure a lot of your hunting buddies have projects on the go or some dog training on the go, or they, maybe these are the guys you're going to go skeet shooting with. Don't just touch base with them the day before. Reach out to some of your buddies and just kind of touch base. Say, hey, listen, let's let's get out, have some beers. You know, let's go for a coffee, maybe do some scouting together. I want to know what's going on for the fall, and I want to be a part of your group. So... And another thing while you're doing that is reach out to your employer and make sure that you got some holidays booked off. So there's a, a you know, opening day and weekends and stuff that you want to do. Don't don't be trying to scramble at the last minute trying to get those days booked off. So, you know, pull out a calendar, touch base with your friends, touch base with your boss or your employer or even your wife, you know, don't you don't or your or your husband or whoever, your significant other, you don't want to find out that opening day coincides with a wedding that you don't really want to be at or a birthday party that you have to go to. So a little bit of foreplanning is going to help go a long way when you're trying to get the most out of your bird hunting season. So that's number six on my list. Number seven, if you're a guy or girl who hunts out of a stationary duck blind or you know you have your few fields that you only have permission on and you have some blinds or permanent stationary structures on those places, go check them out now because, you know, the last thing you want to do is go in there opening day in the morning in the dark to find out that there's a wasp's nest underneath the bench of the blind you hunt in, you know, or the beavers have chewed it all, the rat shit. So you want to get in there now, brush some trails, get a whippersnipper out, you know, make sure that when you get there opening day, that's actually going to be a, a worthwhile place. A lot of stationary blinds on bigger water end up getting smashed throughout the winter and the spring with the ice and the spring runoff. Get out there and work on your blinds now. Brush them up with cedar. Do some work now. You'll be so thankful that when uh, opening day or even you know over the course of the season comes around that you did a little bit of legwork in the summertime. Um, you know, making sure that those blinds are in, in good shape. So this number, it's number seven on my list. Number eight is uh, make sure all your licenses are up to date. August is now the time where you can buy your waterfowl stamp. Uh, make sure you get a read on those regulations. I know in Ontario and Quebec where we hunt, there's been some bag limit changes. There's been some uh, restrictions on a few different things, and obviously with this. Uh, What's that, that thing that happened again? Oh, yeah, COVID. Uh, that's changed a little bit of the things, too. So, you know, make sure you get your licenses. Make sure your PAL is renewed. I know this year myself, my PAL renewed on my birthday. So I had to make sure back in March that uh, I got a notice in the mail that my PAL was renewed. And thanks to COVID, it took an awful long time. And I've seen on social media, too, that a lot of guys are wondering where their PAL is or what's going on with PAL re renewals. 
I know hunting licenses has been kind of put on hold for now. So if you're one of those people that's been waiting on your hunting license to show up in the mail or your outdoors card, just make sure you're up to date on all of those licenses and tags and, you know, different province small game licenses, even your own driver's license and plates for your vehicles, your safety checks on your trailers. You don't want to have a problem mid-season or, you know, you run into a jam or you don't have the proper license or registration for whatever it is even you know we don't have, we don't want to get into that mess so it's number eight on my list number nine which is probably going to be everybody's favorite is get out there and buy some new gear um i just got the wildfowl uh magazine the gear issue back a couple of weeks ago there's a lot of cool stuff coming out this fall for bird hunting um i know canadian waterfowl supplies is where we get a lot of our stuff uh, starting to post every day that their new shipments are coming in. Uh, companies like Tangle Free and Rig'em Right and Sitka and, you know, a lot of those waterfowl-based companies are really... Dive Bomb Industries is another one that's really pumping out a lot of new stuff that I've noticed. Get out there and buy some new gear. I mean, this this is what it's about, too. They're, uh, it's kind of like Christmas every day for, for a waterfowl. There's always something new to buy and a new gadget and a new gun and a new clothes and... It's uh, part of the fun of being a waterfowler. It's so gear intensive that there's always something that you you need to have. So that's my that's my list of nine. Uh, and I do have a couple extras. They're a little bit of selfish ones for me, uh, me personally. So, uh, the, the, you know, these two extra bonus things you can do preparing for the fall is make a point to get a kid out this fall. Um, I know our personal waterfowl group used to do the mentored youth hunt. Uh, unfortunately, due to COVID, that has been canceled this year. But that doesn't mean we can't get some kids out hunting. Uh, so we make a priority to do that. And that's something that uh, I would pass along for you to try to get out and do. So if you have a chance to get a new kid out hunting or maybe a new person in general, um, you know, just try to get more people involved in this that's our mantra share bird hunting we want to get more people involved in bird hunting we want to get people out in the field out in the blind get them immersed into this passion of ours because obviously at one point we were also new hunters and we got to remember that at one time you were a new person into this sport and you know it's not going to continue on unless we pass it on so as we continue to evolve and, and get rolling on this stuff we want to make sure that we can pass it on to our kids even our grandkids our wives girlfriends husbands co-workers family friends everybody just take it take take a point to make sure you get an extra one or two people involved in this this fall and uh, you know you'll have some buddies for life if you do that so and then another thing that's kind of important to us as well is uh make a donation to one of the conservation efforts and I don't care which one you pick, you know, if you're partial to Delta Waterfowl or if you're a Ducks Unlimited follower, the Jack Miner Banding uh, Association down in um, in uh, Kingsville is another great one to make a donation to. The Canadian Wild Turkey Federation does a lot of great work. Uh, Quality Deer Management Association, which is, uh, you know, they create a lot of habitat that, are, that also waterfowl and turkeys get to enjoy. Uh, Safari Club International is one that, that, you know, looks after all hunters. So pick your favorite, make a donation. Uh, right now, there's not a lot of those dinners going on because, again, thanks to COVID, there's there's uh, just not a lot of social stuff happening. But that doesn't mean you can't go out and make a donation to 
one of those chap one of those associations and I know that a lot of them have changed their way of they're doing things where you can go online and do so I know Ducks Limited in particular has some online auctions on the go and just give back to the companies or the organizations that are helping grow bird hunting um and yeah that's all I got for you today so again that's my nine things you can do in August to prepare for the 2020 waterfowl season and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast. Uh, it's something that we've been trying to work at getting more of. Uh, we want to do more regular podcast episodes. And we've been slacking on that for a while. And it's getting into August. And that's going to be one of the things on my personal list is to make sure that I have more podcast content. Because we do a lot of social media content. And I know a lot of you listen to this kind of stuff as you drive to work, drive while you're scouting. Uh, you know, and... Um, just want to make sure that we're reaching out to everyone on all the different social media platforms and all the media platforms in general so thanks for listening to this is episode number 17 of the gohuntbirds.com podcast and we will see you in the blind cheers